So this is uh, Altwave Radio, episode four. Um, uh, this week I uh, sat down with uh, Leek Jones, rapper out of uh, Hagerstown, kind of Western Maryland area, and we had a really good conversation. Uh, really got to talk about just music, influences, um, creative practices, things like that. And it was really good to see someone who kind of came from struggle, who's now doing something to better himself and really making good quality music. Um, it was enjoyable, and uh, you can actually follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Leek jones gvo l-e-a-k jones gvo uh i think the same thing on soundcloud um and you can actually follow me uh on twitter spires logan instagram spires logan and the alt wave and facebook at the alt wave um season one is dropping this month big things coming i'm really excited to share this with you guys so uh enjoy the episode and have a great day so episode four of alt wave radio we got league jones in here um big things popping good to talk to Someone I went to high school with, very dope. Um, so let's get it started off. Um, where did you, uh, like, what are kind of like your roots like? Where you, what was growing up like? Well, originally I'm from Hagerstown, Maryland. I'm from Jonathan Street, right off of Bethel Gardens. And growing up, I grew up like with my mom and my dad, but they split up as a kid. So I grew up in the projects on one hand, and my dad got out of the projects. So. Mm-hmm. I'm in two different type of lifestyles. But my mom's side is New Yorkers, my dad is Hagerstown, so I'm more close to my mom rather than my dad. So my whole sound, people, like whether they notice it or not, I listen to a lot of New York artists, mm-hmm. like a lot of old school New York, like DMX, uh, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, fucking to Mary J. Blige, what's the 411? Like Mary J. Blige is like one of my favorite artists. Like, But my, my shit stems from like, me being in the projects and then going to my dad's and being like, oh shit, we, what the fuck is this? It's a whole new lifestyle. Like, I'm in the suburbs. What the fuck is this, dad? <laughs> See, I find that really interesting because when you, when you hear people talk about New York influences, like DMX is up there, but those are really kind of out there. Yeah. And I really like that because when you hear people talk about like, oh, new, you know, like I got my New York roots, all you hear is like Nas, Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, like Biggie, crazy thing is, Jay Z, like yeah. Crazy thing is, Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. Illmatic, oh, is my favorite. Album. Yes, it's the goat. But it's crazy because like I don't want to show that off. Like when people listen to my real rap, like when I'm rapping, rapping, you can hear like, oh, this nigga spitting imagery. Like he's yeah. like spitting shit you can see, but like you hearing it. But that's like my whole thing is like, you know what? I'm a fucking, I'm, a, I'm gonna add my New York influences mixed in with what I already love, and just make something completely different. That's where, like, I Am Legend came from, and that's where, like, Northside and all that shit, because, like, none of my music sounds the same at all. I try to, like, put different influences in every song that I, like, release and all that. Yeah, so we, uh, speaking of I Am Legend, we were talking about it a little bit before we got started. Um, that one, that's a real banger. That, uh, that has a really sick, um, a really sick Legend of Zelda beat, if you want to talk about that. The fucking Legend, that shit fucking came about. I was chilling at my man's house, and he was playing he was on his fucking DS and he was playing that and it, like you know when you play games the theme oh, song yeah, will keep course, going over and over and over again so I'm just sitting there next to him and I'm like humming a hook to it and I'm like I'm not trying to really do this and I'm like yo this beat is hard as shit so I'm like so while he's sitting next to me I text Elgin and be like yo sample this beat for me and just send it back to me like within the day I sent it to him he was like yo this shit's gonna be crazy so he sent it back to me within like three hours I'm like oh my god this is a hit <laughs> so we got that so that came about and I was like you know I can't make a song of Legend of Zelda and not call it I Am Legend so that was like a perfect setup for me it was like this that like that was like my marking for me to like take rap completely serious because I was like because beforehand I'm just like music is music like I'm gonna have fun with it I love music I'm gonna do what I do 
But that song was more so, I was going through so much shit at that time. And a lot of people don't know, it's like a hype song, it's a hard-ass song. But if you listen to what I'm saying, I'm saying some real shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm talking about my mom doing heroin. I'm talking about niggas, like, trying to fuck with me and all that shit. I'm talking about a whole bunch of real shit. But it's like, I don't want it to be boring. Mm -hmm. That's like my whole thing. I don't want my music to be boring. I want you to nod your head. And then, like, you get through the nod your head, be like, oh, this shit's hard to listen to. But once you sit down, you're just like, yo, this kid's actually fucking saying something. So, like, that was, like, my whole shit with that song was just being completely left field while also adding melody to it yeah because i mean i can definitely feel that energy in it like obviously when uh when you work with people especially like being in the music scene people are always asking you to check your shit out and you're always worried like this is gonna be some garbage and i put it on and i was like oh oh where like where <laughs> and i was happy like it made me happy because i love like seeing people that I know, like uh, I was talking to Zach Willems about it, and he was just like, "Yeah, I want to see, every I want to see like my team shine, like I want to see like the culture like just get elevated." And I'm really glad that uh, the energy got brought, and that's that's probably one of my favorite tracks. So you would say that was like that was kind of like the mark you made, where you're like, okay, this is going from like a hobby to like this is me taking it serious, like this is now my yeah. this is my now when when would did you drop that? How uh, how long did you drop that? Uh, I want to say. I want to say it was either after some holiday. It was like a couple months ago, two, three months ago. It was this year. But I had dropped it. The crazy shit about that was I had dropped it. And this kid, I guess, who looked up to me at the time or whatever, he completely copied the song. Mm -hmm. And then sent it off to somebody and was like... And that person was like, yo, this shit is creative as fuck. Like, keep doing what you're doing. But then, like, that message got relayed to me. And I'm like, this nigga took my sound, made something. He got called creative. So what the fuck's going to happen when, I, when this yeah, original yeah, yeah. shit gets... Like, that was my whole thing. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this shit serious because I, I obviously have something that could work. But that was what? Fucking, like, two, three months ago I released that. And then I just started taking shit serious. I'm in the studio, like, every other day except for the weekends. Yeah. And that's, that's the good thing, though, about the internet. And I love just, like, exploring the internet's influence on music where like before if someone took your music and sent it off to someone you could never you would never find out exactly. and it would like basically you can just you could have stole people's stuff without ever like facing the consequences for yeah. it and now all you see is like first off you're gonna look like a biter like exactly like, no, no one's you know when they see that it came out first like no one's gonna be like oh you took you like they know whose it was exactly and all it does is it just like it makes them look bad it gives you clout so like, i didn't even for real for real i didn't even know about it until elgin had texted me and sent me the <laughs> link and i was like yo what the fuck is this yeah and he was like exactly <laughs> he was like and then he was sending me all these screenshots of people being like, yo, this nigga, like, bit leak shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know, like, my first instinct, like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hood nigga first. So, throughout anything, I was like, yo, I'm gonna pull up on dude. Like, on some real shit, I'm gonna fucking pull up and let's get it popping. But then Elgin was like, you know what, nah, like, squash that shit. We just gonna, we gonna level up on him. And then, from since then, I have not made a, like, I, I've been making music to where I release it. And it's just like, you can't copy this. There's no way in hell you're going to copy what I'm writing or, like, the shit that I'm making people feel. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to boss up on everybody. Exactly, because that's the thing, like, and with someone bites your stuff, like, it's not like they're going to, like, get a career off. It's like, okay, you took someone putting creative energy into something, and you, like, took it, and you go, okay, you got a little clout off it, but now they're going to keep, like, if that's your sound, that's your style, you can do that again and again because that's your energy. If you exactly. take someone else's energy, you can't. Like, you can't get a career off of it because you're just going to keep dropping it. Exactly. And when they stay, you could be at the same level, but you're just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And, like, they're going to get there. It's like, people, like, don't be petty. Like, okay, you're going to get that. But then, you know, it's all going to work out. Yeah. And it's good to see, like, the progression. Yeah. So, um, where, uh, like, your influences are obviously, like, very New York related. Do you have any other 
influences that you kind of really look to when you're like making music or you're trying to like get inspiration? My favorite, like out of all genres of music, all cultures and shit, my favorite, the first one I actually found on myself, like by myself outside of New York, because that was just like a given because like my mom's and them is from New York, but yeah. the first sound I like fell in love with was Texas. Damn. Like the whole Texas culture. And that was like, for me, it was seventh, eighth grade when I first found out about like DJ Screw and Lil Kiki and fucking Big Mo and all of them, like Swisher House, all of that. Mm-hmm. Like when I found out about that, I was like, this is a whole different fucking sound. Like what the hell is this? This shit sounds like drugs. <laughs> like, this, is what, this is what drugs sound like. So when I figured out like Texas and I've seen how like they took they took like the hard shit and put melody behind it and also like you could, like they made feeling music like southern comfort feeling music for real niggas and I was just like well, like not even real niggas but like hood niggas from the streets but they made it and, like put melodies on it and put like crazy ass they put, samples like, the soul in it. yeah, yeah you, like you could feel what it was coming from and for me like that that was fucking crazy because I've never, like, I, of course, New York music was heavy and all that shit. But New York music gets you, it's like a total different feel. You feel like you're in the city, but with that, like, you feel like, it's, it's like, what's the fucking word? It's almost like that down south, it's like that southern, almost it's like, like, like It's like, 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 is that the right word? I don't know. I'm not sure. But it's like, like, the feel format, like, just basically made me feel like, you know what, this is the type of music I want to, like, learn from. So, for, like, forever, my favorite genre of music, my, one of my favorite artists was fucking, uh, Mike Jones, <laughs> for like the longest time, like Mike Jones, Mike Jones. for like Mike Jones, because it's like from, from Texas, he was actually like still to this day, Mike Jones is the only artist I've ever seen in concert. Oh wow! Like to this day. Like uh, now I know that's actually a real trend, like a huge trend now with like ASAP Rocky yeah. and, uh, and Travis Scott. Is this idea of like blending, especially with Texas Houston in particular? Yeah. This idea of like blending, kind of like that Houston, like down south, like lean, like yeah. with the soul and like kind of grit of New York. Do you like look at them at all with like? Cause I see some similarities, but do you do you kind of like look to them for inspiration at all, or who are you? I like, did. Who are your modern influences right now? My modern influences at the moment. Like what if, uh what are you listening to now? Shit, I listen to everything. Oh, really? <laughs> I listen to everything from fucking uh, Bring Me the Horizon, fucking whatever. Like whatever. Whenever, whenever, whenever I'm around my white boys, whenever they play, whatever the fuck they play. <laughs> Like I'm usually listening to it. Some of the bands I know by like name, some of them I don't. Mm-hmm. But I do fuck with I fuck with like shit from like Sonic Youth to all the way from like Trouble from Atlanta, uh-huh. like Trouble Trouble. And I fuck with I like I, I, it, it. It depends. Like the only, I think the only sounds I don't fuck with is like the the rave type EDM. The rave type. I can't fuck with that unless I like I'm rolling out of fucking show. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's very like it's very like trying. It's it's so much like science to it that sometimes you can kind of like lose the melody and it can be kind of hard you almost have to be on like that hyped up wave to even kind of like understand it because it can just sound like sound and it can be really tough the crazy shit though when it comes to all of that is i hate edm but my first song that got like notice notice which was flexing which was the like uh fucking r&b song (laughs) elgin had put a uh edm breakdown in the middle like on the break that like on the hooks of the song Uh and i'm just like you know what fuck it like and then next thing you know that song is end up playing at colleges and parties and all that shit so i'm like all right so we have a sound but when it comes to my influences with my music i really don't like i used to look up the people i used to have like have people as influence for me but it's like you know what i'm the only person who's going to influence myself yeah 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 so I like the only person I'm, I'm I'd ever say influenced me in any way, which I'm gonna come clean. 
fucking Pharrell always because I love Pharrell with a burning passion. Like I love that nigga's art, like music wise. I love like anything he does because he, he like it's like I understand what the fuck he's doing. And like Rocky, and a lot of people won't say that because Rocky's a new nigga, but like Rocky, he changed hip hop like in a yeah. big big way. And I will always like say, all right, Rocky, and I would put. I'm always put uh, Asad, and he's from Philly, but he's like fucking, what is this, Asad? I can't compare him to anybody, to be honest, but he's like, he's one of them artists where like, you hear him, and it's like, this nigga, like, you know he's a legend. Oh, yeah. Like, cause he, he Asad goes right, was ghostwriting for Pusha T. Oh, word. Like, he, the, like, he says in one of his songs, he was like, it's fucked up, I can't even listen to Lord Willing. Which means I like didn't even realize like this nigga wrote like shit on Laura Willen. Like that's how good he was. But like aside who else would be my other influence? Of course Illmatic Nas. Just like I mean, just yeah, like that's, that's that's like that's always like, I feel like anybody who came up in the past like twenty years, like whether you know, it can be your favorite tape or it can just be a tape you bump every once in a while. Like, just look at the way it changed, like, storytelling. Yeah. Same thing with, like, a Lupe Fiasco, who, yeah. like, he really modern, like, he really modernized it, where it's just, like, I'm gonna spend, like, I'm gonna tell you, give you an album worth of just story, like, stories. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Slick Rick, like, all these cats are just, like, it's not just about the rhymes, it's about, like, what are you saying, what are you using the rhymes for? Exactly. And I feel like that's very important. Like, um, so, we can, you kind of glossed over it with, uh, with Pharrell, but I definitely remember, like, I think we probably met up at a party, like, a couple years ago. Like fashion is definitely something fashion, that you're man. all about. Like where, uh, how did where did that start? Kind of where did that like appreciation of just for like the fashion. art of clothes? Man, that shit has been my well. My parents, my parents like my mom is uh, like my my mom's is a hood nigga from from Brooklyn, New York. And anybody who if you ever meet somebody from Brooklyn, anybody from New York, New York's like a fashion place. Of course, and that's like yeah, that's like what they always did. So when my mom had me. It was that was like a given. She always kept me in fly shit. My dad was a dope boy. Well, he wasn't a dope boy. He was a cool boy, but he was getting his life together and shit. But he always kept me fly. Yeah. So me growing up, that was more so just like a given. And then when I started to like really, really get into it, I came across. It was probably my ninth grade year when I like was like, all right, I'm gonna be that fly nigga. Like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna start hurting people feeling what I'm wearing. And it was like ninth grade. I came across uh, ASAP Barry and ASAP K. And they were doing denim destruction right way before anybody was doing the like rip jeans. It was like 2012, 2013. And I was like, yo, these niggas is like on some different shit. And next thing you know, like all of them niggas start popping off and shit. I'm like, all right. So, but fucking, they like them too. Like ASAP Barry and ASAP K were the ones who basically got me into taking the shit like very, very serious. Like, I was like, all right, I want to, I want to, I want, I can make moves off of this because now I like, I, I could put, I could coordinate shit together, I could do all of that shit now. Like, and I'm, I, I don't want to mention Kanye, but of course Kanye and of course Pharrell. Of course, yeah. I mean, like, I definitely see a lot of similarities with Pharrell. Of just like, kind of like, it's it's rap, but it's not necessarily like, kind of the aggressive rap. It's very, yeah. it's like, it's very soulful, very melodic, but then like very, uh, a point on fashion and. Not even so much on streetwear, but very like high fashion. Like I always yeah. remember seeing just like Versace, like just like what what would you say like what kind of brands were the ones that really got you in? Like for me, because I uh, I have a huge just like streetwear background. Like LR like LRG and Stussy and shit like Stussy fuck. <laughs> 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 it's been a long day. Stussy like back in um I don't know probably I was like maybe 2010 11 like when you first start seeing like you kind of get into this idea of like oh like 
clothing doesn't have to be like a brand it can be like a visual form yeah, of art yeah. like that's when I first started to kind of see see it for what it is because yeah. then I love now that I think a lot of people will see it as like this isn't me putting a logo on a shirt this is me like making an art piece and this is a like this is a, this is a canvas yeah. and I feel like that's really important same thing with like music now it's like I feel like sometimes when you have like these producers that basically have like five beat variations and then just like mix and match and then throw it on a song and then you have like a writer like when you have like this like made to order music yeah like where it just seems so fake like i feel like people just see it as like okay i'm just gonna put my brand in your headphones it's like no you got to put like your voice yeah. your soul and your energy in it and i feel like that's what people will really respond to my the brands that got me into it was i want to say i've always loved gucci like gucci was like because my favorite color is red no gang affiliation my favorite color is red but I had always like my my uncles and my my, my mom's side of the family. Yo, like when I was growing up, I was raised in like a dead ass trap house. <laughs> so it was like a whole bunch of niggas. They all flashy as shit. Everybody got gold teeth, walking around with expensive ass shit. And the shit that always caught my eye was like, man, one day I'm gonna have like that belt, that fucking Gucci belt, or like seeing niggas with that Gucci print like fucking shoes or some shit like that. That would, for me was like, man, I want that shit. And then when I like grew up, like, eighth ninth, no, nah, was it ninth grade? Ninth grade. When I first found out about them niggas, like, ASAP K and shit, uh, they had put me on, I like, I never knew what Acne Studios was. Mm. And when I found out what Acne Studios was, I was like, man, that's, that brand is fucking beautiful. Like, that's, yeah. some, that's some art. That's not clothes. Like, like, that person is, like, making art with their clothes. And then that's when I, like, started to pay attention to more and more and more. And I, then I just, like, pick it up, picked out what I liked. And then... It, like let just like let everybody else have what they like want because like for me I don't wear Supreme I don't wear fucking what's that new shit called Gosha Gosha how we Gosha it? yeah it's like Ruben Oshti like the Russian cat yeah I don't wear that shit I don't wear like I don't wear anything that's popular if I don't like it because like not because it's popular just because I don't like it and that's like for me with my style I don't give a fuck what people think I wear whatever the hell I want <laughs> And when people see me, they're just like, how the fuck do you pull that off? It's like, because I'm, I'm just being me. I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like, the c confidence is half of, like, the look. Yeah. Because people, like, that's the thing. If you're wearing some gear that you're not really feeling, but you're only buying, like, here's the thing. There's some cool Supreme shit out there. And it's, like, hard stuff. Yeah. But when you're only buying it because all your friends told you to buy it or you have, like, this pressure to buy it, yeah. but you're not feeling it, like, of course you're not going to pull it off or whatever. Exactly. Because, like, it's not lined up. Like, it's all about... Like, if you're wearing, like, something that you just, like, threw together, but you love it, and, like, you, like, know, like, oh, this is heat. Yeah. Like, that's, people are going to see that. Exactly. Like, it's all about, like, I'm not even trying to get spiritual. It's just all about, like, the energy of it. Exactly. Where, like, you can just throw whatever on, but if you're like, man, this is tough, like, then yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> but, uh, damn. Like, definitely streetwear is, streetwear is really interesting right now, just with, like. Streetwear is popping off, man. It's man. popping off. Like, that was, that's actually how I got my first start, like, for real, for real. I had fucking... I was like popping on Instagram because I had met, I don't know if anybody knows him, but he was with the V-Lone crew and his name was uh, Lord Mills. And Lord Mills put me on with this dude named James Barker. And they were all fucking around like with the V-Lone people. Shout out to them, by the way. And fucking out of nowhere, like all these brands, like random like brands that was on the come up just started hitting me up. Mm -hmm. So like niggas like, yo, model this or like I'm gonna send you this, sending you this, and, like send me back pictures, da da da. So I was just modeling for random ass streetwear brands like that belonged in New York or something that like belonged in fucking 
like North Carolina. Uh-huh. So that shit, that, that's how that started for me. Was was like I didn't even want to be like doing this shit, and I was like, all right, fuck it. Like I I get free clothes. Oh yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. That was my shit, and then I realized like you know, the fashion shit, like not even fashion, but the modeling shit wasn't what I thought it would be. Like I thought it would be like, I'm gonna I'm go shoot some clothes and then I'm gonna just like, I'm basically going, like I basically took it as if I was gonna be like a billboard model rather than just a streetwear model. Like I didn't know the business. And when I got to know the business, I was like, fuck this shit. This shit's gonna make me shoot somebody in their face. <laughs> what Now what would you say, like what are the difference that you thought between like a billboard or a streetwear model? Like, what would you say like what you thought it was to what it was? Like, what would you I say? thought it would be way more professional. I thought there would be like more people who, well, I, basically I, I thought there would be more support behind the people who like, what's the, what's the correct way to put this? It, it was more so, it was way more competition rather than, than, than good vibes. So you think like, with the competition between like the people doing it like you don't think people were doing it for the love they were just trying to get like their own clout like, yeah. yeah yeah like I definitely I definitely can see that like I feel like a lot of like I feel like a lot of times people especially the streetwear and rap are the two biggest ones oh, where no it. one wants to help each other out at all everyone's like cause if I give him some shine that's taking away my shine exactly and what really like kinda got it home for me was I was listening to um I was listening to a, a No Jumper, and it was one of the first ones. It was Ain't Nobody Cool. Yeah. And it, uh, one of them said, he was like, we're not worried about competition because if, at the end of the day, like, if it's heat or whatever, it, like, there's enough money, there's enough customers for everybody. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, that's a huge reason why I started the podcast. Like, I'll interview, like, clothing cats. People are doing the same shit as me because at the end of the day, if you elevate the culture, it's kind of like capital, like, you build a better product. Cause exactly. Because if, if everyone's doing better, like, I'm just happy I get to be a part of it, like, talking to like cool shit like yeah. so I feel like it's all like you just gotta like squash negativity like gotta squash the negativity exactly. you just gotta be like more about like kinda just like helping each other like it's fucking crabs in a bucket yeah. like, <laughs> that's like, what I'm trying to do is just like I don't want like my, my main thing is like I always I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real person I'm a loyal person and I never I never I, anybody I work with anybody like I see them doing their shit I'm like I ain't gonna beef with nobody especially if I call you like if I look if I look at your shit and I'm like that's fire I'm not gonna beef with you I don't give a fuck if you beef with me because at the end of the day I'm trying to get money with you I'm trying to ev- elevate your sound I'm trying to get you to the point where me and you are comfortable yeah. rather than oh my nigga like your shit's hard but I'm gonna hate on you cause you doing you and I'm like I'm not I'm, I'm jealous because I'm not to that point yet yeah. I'm not that type of nigga I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna do regardless and I, I want to see everybody fucking win for real, for real. Yeah, like there's no point hating on people because you're scared. Like you're scared of. That's like, I think that's what it is. Like people niggas hate because like you're to a certain point that they want to be but just can't aren't at yet. Yeah, that. like but I feel like if you know yourself and you just do you, like you'll you'll get to where you need to be. Maybe you don't need to be there, but you'll get to you'll do what you need to do. And I feel exactly. like that's more important. So we definitely talked about fashion, but what would you say? Like we talked about influences in fashion. But when did you kind of start rap? When did the rapping go from like, oh, this is what I'm bumping and this is what I feel to like, I want to start making this? Like, when when did you start seeing that? I've always rapped, man. Mm-hmm. I've been rapping for like eight years, mm-hmm. eight, nine years. Because now, how old are you? What, 2021? 20, 21. 21, where? where? Yeah. But I was like, it started out like on some real shit. My mom, like, my mom always played music for me. So, like, I knew words to DMX and I knew words to Biggie and shit before I knew nursery rhymes. Yeah. That's how long I've all like I've always been in the music. But when I started rapping rapping I would just freestyle and I never really wrote down shit and 
the shit that like made me want to record was there was this girl I'll never forget this shit there was this girl in middle school I was like obsessed with this bitch and I would record music on like this flip phone and like play the beat in the background record it and then send it to her wait did she go to... Who was this? I mean, I'll take that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, shit. This is from Northern Middle and Hagen's I was like, I'm like, I like, like, oh, shit. Is it, is it someone I'm probably Facebook friends with? <laughs> uh, this is what... This is this is before I came to Boonesboro. Oh, where? But this was in Hagerstown. Like, I was what? I want to say... Was it sixth grade? Nah. I, it, was some, it was sometime in middle school. But I was, like, in love with this bitch. And I, like, would record music, send it to her, send it to her friends. And but like none of them ever made fun of it. They mm-hmm. all it was like, You're gonna be famous one day or like people were here and be like, Yo, you're gonna be famous one day, da 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 And I was like, Nigga, whatever, this is like me just having fun, whatever, trying to get this bitch. <laughs> and then next thing you know, like years go by, years go by. Um when was it I wanna say it was like my junior, sophomore year, and at this point I'm in Boonesboro mm-hmm. and Jay Stash had when he first started Relaxed Records, I had came across him. And I was like, and I was actually, I was supposed to be the first person that Jay Stash wanted to sign to Relax Records. Mm. But I ended up just saying, fuck the rap shit. Like, I don't care about the rap mm. shit. He went his way. He blew up. He did his shit. Uh, shout out to him. And I went my way and just went with fashion. Then Elgin one day, like, it was in the middle of me saying, fuck fashion. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to, like, I'm about to go into the Marines or I'm about to go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Elgin, that's like, when, I, when all that was, shit was going through, through my head, he hit me up and was like, Yo, get back in the music. And I was like, the fuck you mean get back in the music? Nigga, fuck music. And he was like, nah, for real, I produce now. And I'm like, for real? So he sent me this beat that was called What Is Love. And, well, the song was called What Is Love. I don't remember what the beat was called. And I, I ended up taking that song off SoundCloud because that song was like two years old. And then we have like better shit than that now. Yeah. But he ended up sending me that. And I was like, that song was so fucking good. I'm like, damn. All right. So we took another pause, and then I think a year later we had came out with the song Flex, and when we dropped Flex, and that song blew up to the point where I was like, "This is fucking weird." Like I didn't expect my shit to like go through, like go fucking crazy on the internet, and then be in colleges and shit like that. Like people sending me videos of them playing my shit at parties and shit. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, "All right, so I may have something here," and then. We just like kept dropping shit, and then when we dropped I Am Legend, that's when I started taking shit like real serious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how so you would say flexing was like the first one that kind of made you think, oh, maybe maybe this could be like a career, or maybe this could yeah. be something like a, And when when did you drop flex? Did you drop it in high school, or did you? I dropped drop- flexing. I dropped flexing last year. Last year, okay. Last year, I want to say around this time actually. So in between flexing and. I am legend. What would you say you were kind of doing, like creatively? Were you just like, you know, whenever I get a chance, or what would you? Well, how were you kind of like handling it at the time? At the time between them two, I was actually going through so much shit in my life, like finding out my mom was on drugs, finding out, well, me and my dad, like I, I I'm not, I'm not a daddy's like daddy's boy, like I'm not the daddy's son. Like me and my dad really don't have a good relationship because mm-hmm. I was raised by my mom, but him and I, we were going through bullshit. We, my house, we were about to get evicted from our house. It would have been the third house we got evicted from. Because that's how I ended up in Boonesboro. I got ended up getting evicted out of Hagerstown, and we had nowhere to go. So my mom's boyfriend let us stay with him, and that's how that shit happened. But we were about to get evicted out of this house. Uh, my mom's boyfriend lost his fucking job. And then, like, out of nowhere, fucking... I was, I, like, I was just like, you know what? I don't want, I, I don't want to have the 
go through this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have any problems. I don't want to wake up and have to like go to go turn on the fucking light and I can't see shit. Yeah. Or like I don't want to have to go to the bathroom and there's no fucking hot water to do shit. Yeah, you want some stability. Yeah, I like I want I want to live comfortable because I like my whole life I've been fucking struggling. Like uh-huh. I've I've never there's a lot of shit like when people like when I got out here, it was a lot of shit that like people were showing me. It's like man, y'all could do that. Like I can't. I've never did that. Like I'm 21, I still don't have my license or my permit. I've never even been to driving school. I've never even been to the beach. Yes. Like yeah, on some real shit. Like I've my whole life I've been fucking struggling, but I, like now it's getting to the point where my nigga like, I can't struggle no more. Oh yeah. Like I got I'm making I got to make my way up. And now when people see me, they like all oh, leak walking around in fucking helmet lang and all this shit. Now it's like nigga I did this. Like oh, I yeah. made my way, and that's what I'm doing with this music shit. Like for real, it's like I'm making my way with this shit, and I I I, I wanna. Turn it into something that is gonna change my life for the better and change everybody in your life like that's, that's around me. Change like shit for the better because I know, like this shit, is is is. It's something that's going is gonna pop off because it's it's ne- like, it's not like what everybody else is doing. Oh, definitely. I definitely saw that as soon as I or heard it. As soon as I started listening, and um, I mean, I I really I think that's why I, I, I fucked with it initially was, like it's not about um. It's not about like the clout, or it's not about like the like the power. It's about elevating yourself and the team. And I feel like that's like at the core of it. I feel like that's my vision as well. So when you see someone with a similar vision, you automatically click. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, like that's yeah. like that's what I'm fucking with. So like that. So you're talking about a year ago is when you maybe first started to notice some like some like some fame or it started to pop off a little bit so is soundcloud just mainly how you drop your like how well do you kind of like distribute everything you just dropping it like Bandcamp, soundcloud like, the crazy what? thing is though i like i don't really promote my shit my shit just goes mm-hmm. <laughs> like like i'll drop i'll drop a i'll drop a song and then i'm just like all right i'll tweet this for probably about five days and then let the shit rot mm-hmm. then i go out like i won't even check my views like i don't check any of my shit until i go to go release the next thing and i'm like oh this shit got like x amount of plays i ain't mm-hmm. even fucking promoted so that's usually how i go about like i don't really care that much about the the fucking promotion all that shit right now because it's more so me just releasing the shit that i love to do mm-hmm. rather than me trying to like i think my, my way of doing like my business plan of doing the music shit is completely different from everybody else because like right now I'm taking it as if I'm taking it from what I've learned from all of the artists that I watch mm-hmm. so it's like now you see everybody when they get on they want to first thing oh, we gotta start doing shows we gotta start doing this and that it's like nah just perfect your craft like what I'm doing I'm perfecting my craft to get it to the point where I, when I get into the studio with these big name people they gonna be like oh this nigga know what the fuck he doing mm-hmm. because he's like because he's prepped himself for it that's what I'm trying to do rather than me just fucking go about and and learn as I'm doing shows and all that mm-hmm. shit like you don't like you're not gonna go to a show where it's like one local artist and a nigga you bear like a nigga you have no idea about like other than those people who just wanna get out the fucking house and have a good time yeah rather than you know who this person is because you've heard their sound you've watched them grow so now you're gonna pay money and you're gonna continue to keep going to their shit so that's like my whole thing I wanna build my I wanna build a fan base and then build like a movement and a sound first and then figure out all of that shit so would you say like right now you're really worried not in like kind of like in the development stages of yeah. like which I which I feel that because I feel like a lot of times people are like 
well, if, like yeah, one good song, and but you can't sustain it, like because exactly. it's almost like you made a hit by accident, you yeah. know? Like, but once you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm like in touch with like I'm in touch and I know what I'm doing, then you can like kind of just come correct every time yeah. and come with like just heaters, like like we were talking about earlier, like Nicholas F. He said, <laughs> he said, dude, like that man, that man's straight scary, motherfucking thirty year old man got. Wife and kids, and he will just get on the mic and rip, right. and rip you yeah. up. Like <laughs> Yellow Gold one. Did you listen to Trifling? Yes, that, I did. Oh my god, that shit is yeah. so good. It's such a good tape, and I love it. And I feel like there's definitely like that authenticity. He's been rapping for a minute, and like that's where it comes from. Like most people don't just like start rapping in like two months and like, oh yeah, look, I got signed. Like that's not exactly. how, like that's exactly. not how it works. And I feel like a lot of times people are trying to um, they're tr- like especially with Instagram, they only show you like the good stuff. Or like social media, and they would show you the good stuff, and they make you think like it happened overnight. Like yeah. it doesn't. Like it's it's a long night. It's staying up till three a.m. It's long nights in the studio. It's like, it's just it's research and it's just yeah. development. And I feel like that, that's it. Like that's definitely really important. So are you just have you done any shows? Or are you not doing anything right now? I've I've done, uh, I think I I performed at the Blue Moon mm-hmm. twice in Shepherdstown, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck performing right now, cause I wanna have a like when I when I perform, I want my performance to be a real set. I want my shit to be like not where I'm just like grabbing a mic and then going in front of people and then passing the mic off. Yeah, I want my shit. You come to my show, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a show like an like, experience. Yeah, like when you go to a Slipknot show, niggas like, oh, this shit is fucking crazy. That's what I'm aiming to have my shit like. Rather than me just going there and it's just like my name on the backboard with like some effects and some shit. Like, nah, fuck that. I want my shit to be fucking crazy. So I'm basically trying to prep myself to to make this shit as colossal as I can get it. So so would you say there's just that, like, I definitely feel that. Would you say there's just a, an attention to detail? Like a yeah, like, I, real I feel, big detail. Yeah, yeah, like, I, f- I understand that because I feel like I can be the same way where you... You look at it and you're like, okay, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. Like I'm gonna exactly, do it right and I'm exactly. gonna do it on my terms. Yeah, that's like my whole shit. I, I, I have to, I have, I, I want to take this like, if you ever pay attention to any like like artists, like what you do, but a lot of people, like a lot of local artists, a lot of them, like some of them would be really fucking good, but they'll never leave their city because they don't have number one, they don't have a correct plan. And they don't set themselves up for success. They just dropping music, do shooting many videos, this and here, and but they they not doing shit. They they they're not they're not they're not not promoting themselves. But they're not branching off into different fields. They're sticking to what they know rather than just stepping outside of your comfort zone. And me, I'm trying to step out. I've been I, I stepped out of my comfort zone years ago because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make whatever I do mm-hmm. comfortable to me. So. I'm like, all right, fuck it. They gonna do what they do. I'm gonna set this shit up and be somebody that can influence people, like how the people I look up to influence me. Mm-hmm. Now, so. uh, now you're talking like talking about your comfort zone. So like, I know definitely on the songs there's a blend of like rapping and kind of almost like that soulful like R&B singing. Is that do both of those kind of come natural? Like, what would you say like comes more naturally to you? Is it rapping or is it kind of like the singing or is it just really depend? Uh. It, like rapping first, cause rap will always be my first love. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, singing. Did singing didn't come about for me until ninth grade, mm-hmm. and the fucking like not a lot of people notice. But the only reason I know how to sing 
is because Drake had this song called fucking Heartbreak Drake. I mean, it wasn't no, it was his Take You Down freestyle, mm-hmm. and it was on his tape called Heartbreak Drake. And I used to sing that shit every single day until I learned the notes that he did. Mm-hmm. And when I learned that, I was like, I know how to sing now. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean- I mean, I'm kind of glad, like, everyone can make fun of Drake, but what he really did was, like, talking about people changing the game, like ASAP Rocky. Yeah. He kind of, like, and then The weekend, just in the past couple of years, has really hammered it home. Like, you can still sing, like, this idea that, like, if you sing, you're, fe- like, feminine, feminine, or, like, it yeah. takes away from, like, your toughness or your, like, credibility. Like, that's, like, if you can sing, like... That's some, that's some Exactly, because <laughs> if you think about it, like, no one was talking about Marvin Gaye when exactly. he was dropping, dropping platinum hits. Like, exactly. And I really like that that came back into it. And I'm, like, this cast, like, Bryce Hotel, all that, all those casts that are, like, yeah, I'm a, like, I'm a sing and it doesn't change, like, who I am. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's good to hear, like, and at the end of the day, like, that's what people want to hear. Like, people want to hear that. Like, yeah. Gotta have like beats for the streets and beats for the sheets, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. My shit, like, right now I'm trying to, like, I love, like, RB. RB, like, will always be my thing because, my, like I said, my mom's a New Yorker. And, and when you listen to a soulful New York woman sing, mm-hmm. as in Alicia Keys or Mary J. Blige, that shit will change your whole perspective on RB as a total. And that's what it did for me. Like, Alicia Keys and Mary J. Blige, more so Mary J. Blige, her album was the 411. That album will forever be like just love. That will be love to me because it's like, man, you hear that woman's heart in that album. And it's it's hard now for artists to come out with any type of R&B music that's like not all about sex mm-hmm. or like like some stupid shit like that. And when I drop my R&B music, I want to tell like Flexin was more so of an R&B song that was like an anthem. Mm-hmm. But the only what was another R&B song I did? Uh, the, it was a song called Ride and that song was basically me saying like when you ask the girls you gonna ride for me like is you gonna ride like you gonna ride for a nigga and that's what it was like and that's like I, I, I kinda took that Mary J. Blige influence where it was she was just like talking like saying she's when you listen to her shit she's like talking to a dude mm-hmm. and when I made that song I was like you know I'm, I'm gonna talk I'm gonna treat this shit like I'm talking to a female mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not gonna talk about like fucking you or none of that shit. I'm gonna talk about like, is you gonna be there for me? Yeah. Like on some real shit. And that's what that song, like that's what that song was. Just like more of a Mary J. Blige influence. But R&B, it's, it's coming back in, 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 in sound, but a lot of people are, are starting to make it their own way. The only person for real, for me, that I think that does it the right way is was two people. Uh, Party Next Door and The Weeknd. Oh, definitely. Especially, like, like I mean, The Weeknd, he's doing his thing, but, like, his early tapes? Oh, my God. Those were, oh, my God, like... I'm letting him let you in. He influenced... The Weeknd influenced the names for these two recent projects. I, nobody has caught on to that, but fucking Tuesday night... I mean, was it... Uh, was, no, Tuesday evening is the new one, but Wednesday night is, like, the one that I released, and, like, nobody's putting two and two together. It's like, oh, yeah. that's it. That's the sound. <laughs> it's like, if you pay attention to it, like, you, you like, my, uh, I, like, I, ma- I like making my influences, like, very apparent because I love to pay homage to the people yeah. that I listen to. So, like, if, if you sit down and, like, when I tell people my influence and then they listen to my music again, they're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Um, Especially with the weekend, like it'd be funny though if it's uh, like the Tuesday night, like the I love Makona tribute, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tribute day. <laughs> but uh, it's I mean it's definitely there, and I really like 
like this idea like R&B doesn't have to be like the 80s R&B yeah. like the weekend he was I was uh, I saw something on one social media where like he sampled Beach House like four or five times and that's like that's such an out there thing and it's really really yeah. like it made me want to listen to Beach House yeah. cause like, <laughs> like my girlfriend's pressed on him and she loves him and I was like oh shit that's that like, <laughs> let, me, like let me check that out so um what would you say like uh, speaking of other artists well, who who are some people that you really like to like collaborate with or work with kind of in the in the future um like anybody that comes to mind in particular of course party next door um i want to work with a lot of producers mm -hmm. rather than artists simply because it's a lot of artists that i i like mm -hmm. but i kind of want them to find out about me mm -hmm. rather than me just being like i want to work with you mm -hmm. but the only artist that like i really want to work with more than like anything other than party next door is uh fucking Assad. Aside? Like, I want to work with him so bad because it, it takes a lot for me to respect somebody's rap. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I like, when I say I like, I, learn, I like certain people's music. Like, I like, so, like, a lot of, like, trap music now. I love trap music. But when it comes to, like, fucking, like, lyrical shit, that man can spit his ass off. And it's fucking wild. And, I like, I want to sit down in the studio and gain a relationship with him and build that through music like how he did with fucking like Ab Soul and them mm -hmm. like I want to do that type of shit but make it my way mm -hmm. so it would be Party Next Door Aside and I want to work with more producers like there's this producer from uh, Canada I think his name's Play Picasso and he works with Tory Lanez um who else fucking TM88 he works with he's with uh, 808 Mafia mm -hmm. um Slate the Monster He's a he's out of Atlanta. He's a trap producer, and who else? I actually got a lot of Richmond cats. I'm really uh, I'm really working with, and like my one of my homies uh, from Internet Money, shouts out to them. Um, he's like he's putting on to some like really good trap people. I have to I have to link you up with them because it's yeah. it's like really it's kind of like this new trap where it's like okay Migos is doing their thing like that thing. It's like how can we flip it? And it's kind of yeah. like. How can we almost put like that internet influence into it, where it's like all the shit we've seen? That's like that's like what a lot of people are doing now. That like that like, I, like Lil Yachty. I like I I fuck with his music. I fuck with what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But like I'm not a, like a big big fan of Lil yeah, Yachty. Yeah, yeah. But like still shout out to him. But I like that he took what everybody else is trying to do right now and made it his way. Yeah. He made a sound, and I'm just like I salute that like with the biggest like respect or whatever because it takes a lot for you to like take everything that you're influenced by and then make your own influence with it and mm -hmm. that's like I, that's why like I can understand that just because this is exactly what I'm doing but uh, back to the, like I think that those are the, really the only people I really want to work with right now mm -hmm. I don't really want to because like I like I like I like what I like I want to work with a lot of different artists but right now I just want to focus on me and the people that I like I'm working with at the moment. Do you just feel like that's kind of like not that's a little bit ahead of you right yeah. now? Where like I can definitely see you know wanting to do that in the in the future, but I think from what you've told me, like you're definitely in the like I can't work with other people right now because I got to work on myself. Yeah, like, I, I see that. Um, like people take that as like somewhat more of like a as a diss. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it, I, I try to explain it. It's like it's not that I'm dissing you. It's like I don't feel like I'm comfortable enough with my sound at the moment to let somebody else come in because if I don't like what I'm gonna like what I'm recording I'm not gonna release the shit anyway yeah like if you're not if you're not proud of your product you wanna, you wanna give exactly. it out like I feel that so like when I do do like features I, I've done how many features have I done I've done three or four mm -hmm. and 
one of them, this kid, the one, the one, the kid that copied my uh, "I Am Legend" song, he actually got a feature because I fucked with him before he did the song. So he's sitting on one of my features. I don't know when he was gonna release that, but whenever he does, it's whatever. But uh, my man's one of my uh, my brother in the same uh, collective. My man, Good Vibes Only, uh, stutters Devon. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I was checking this shit out. Yeah, and him, he's one of like. I like I say it a lot. I say it like I love a lot of different artists and all that shit. But he's one of the artists where, when this dude writes something down, it's on the level of like you mix an Earl sweatshirt with fucking DC. <laughs> you take those two shits and you put that together, and that you get him because it's like so complex. It's fucking crazy. So like, I want to get. I I rather like work with my niggas and shit like that. Build us up. Rather than just go fuck with everybody else, like I'm not trying to do all that right now. So I get to like that point where I got like I right, I got the money where I can pay for these niggas to come to the studio and do all of that shit. I'd rather just build my whole team up. So speaking of device, is he still out here? Or? Nah, he's in fucking Frostburg right now. He's in Frostburg because this is actually kind of funny. I remember a couple months ago, he posted on Facebook. He's like, made, like moved to LA or some shit like that. Yeah. And I was like. Fuck, he moved to LA and then it was like it was like a joke or something. I was like, oh fuck, like James making it. Yeah. Like, That's his plan. He really he really him him uh who else is going? Him, our boy K, aka K shout out bro. Uh Wyatt, shout out bro. And I think I wanna say my uh boy T's gonna go out there with him too. But they all trying to move to LA and get shit popping out there. LA is popping right now. For real. It's so hard, like I mean, obviously, I feel like No Jumper is just, like, wherever, like, because everybody, I, uh, everybody I interview is like, oh, I fuck with, like, every, it's just, like, the new thing right now. Yeah. And, like, he's putting L.A. on the map. Like, L.A.'s got so much shit going, and it's almost, like, that was a big reason why I, like, when I kind of started. It was, like, yo, DMV, like, Richmond, Baltimore, whatever, like, we gotta, like, we gotta elevate. Exactly, because, like, like, a lot of people know about the DMV, but they don't know the talent that comes exactly, from Exactly, because all they can tell you is, uh... What is it? Fat Trail and um Fat Trail, Shog Lizzy, and, and, and Wale. Wale. Like, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, dog, there's so much more. Like, oh, and uh, Logic and Jeezy from out here, right? Mer- is Jeezy from Maryland? He might be. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know if Jeezy is, but I know Logic's from Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Like, except he he doesn't really call. He definitely doesn't say like DMV. Like he raps Maryland, Maryland. which is like yeah. I kind of like I respect that. That's how like no disrespect to the DMV, but that's how I am too. Oh yeah. Because like I, I, I like. For me, the DMV is that metro line oh, yeah. that runs through the D.C., Maryland, Virginia, like yeah. that way. Because basically, I think actually the DMV is like Northern Virginia, which is where I'm from, D.C., and then like PG County, like the actual. But for my thing is like, I don't, even, I don't give a fuck about DMV, whatever. I'm trying to make beats from New York down to, down <laughs> to like, you. like I'm trying to make moves from like power moves to the whole coast. Yeah, like, I feel for you. Me, See, like, that's, that's like some real, that's, that's some real like businessman type shit. That's the shit that's going to make you pop up. Cause people gonna recognize that shit and be like, yo, this this nigga's not he's not he's not being stingy with his fucking shit. He's trying to get everybody on. I want like And every type of respect is gonna get you far, like for I'm, real, for I'm, real. I'm not in it for my cloud. Like my thing is like, dog, let's let's make like I want I want I wanna just be able to look back on like that season of the podcast and look and be like, damn, everybody I work with, fucking winner like yeah. winners, like <laughs> you got the all stars, like yeah. that's what I, like that's what it's all about. And um but damn, I'm getting so hyped right now. I'm gonna be like, go and start working on some shit. But um, before we wrap it up, uh, where do you see yourself? Uh, what do you see like the next year? Like, what are your plans for like the next uh, year or so? Like, where, like, where kind of where you see yourself put, taking this? Um, I don't know if I let anybody know about the release of the fucking tape yet, but 
Um, I'm, we're going to release the Tuesday evening project in June. In June, okay. So within within the time of like that being released, we're going to start shooting videos, and then I'm going to start. We're going to start building a tour off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I I rather drop a project, or like it's either I drop the project, build a tour off of that project, or wait it out. And build more of like build more of a movement and shit that people can follow. Mm-hmm. Start doing vlogs and shit like that, so people can be more in tune. Because this is like what this whole generation is. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Everybody's really in tune with every artist because of the social media and all that shit. So I might do do that, or I might just build off a tour. But I, I wanna. About my my main goal is by next year be touring and and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think this shit's gonna work out completely different because there's so many people that know my name that already have a name mm-hmm. it's like all right so i think i what i'm what i might do is just start releasing i think but i think i'm gonna release like two tapes mm-hmm. two three tapes by the beginning by the beginning of the next year that's when like i'll have two or three tapes out mm-hmm. and i probably i want to be like either in new york or la at that moment just fucking working mm-hmm. like doing what i do and uh, definitely when you get out to like when you're trying to start doing merch or trying to do any type of touring like Baltimore or Richmond or Nova, I can definitely tr- uh, do my best to hook you up with the right people and get shit popping for you. Good looks. Um, no, oh, it's all love. Um, so yeah, I feel like those are uh, any any upcoming things in the next couple weeks you want to promote or is it all it'll drop when it'll drop? It'll drop when it'll drop. I, I, can, I, don't, I, I, don't be, I, I like I like having people. I like that anticipation. Oh, definitely. Because like, like whenever I say whenever I drop shit, like everybody realizes like Lee never gives us a fucking time. He tells us the day of. Oh and yeah. Like, that's like my whole thing because like the whole if if anybody pays attention to marketing now, a lot of artists aren't dropping release dates at oh, all. No. They're just dropping their projects and then that shit just goes crazy exactly or they'll give you like a month notice like I remember back when like they'd get two two years like you would know so far in advance and now it's like oh like I mean I think the biggest one was probably like J. Cole's album when he like told yeah. you two like two weeks before and he still went platinum exactly. like ex- so it's like cause the, the quality like you know with the internet it can spread like wildfire and if the quality's there that's all that matters exactly that's like I'm that's my, that's that honestly what you just said quality that's my main shit is just building a quality that is just grade fucking A because when pe- people will notice your quality and, and your sound rather than what the fuck you're saying first. Other than, other than like, the real hip-hop heads. But if you're, like, but majority of people that listen to music now, like, that are into the shit now, they're just like, oh, this shit sounds nice. Like, it sounds clear. You can hear what the fuck you're saying. Like, the effects are cool and shit. But when you start to sit, like, but then you get those people who actually appreciate it and sit down. It's like, this shit not only sounds good, but this shit is fucking fire. <laughs> So that's like I'm. I'm trying to build that quality up. I'm just trying to build like the all star shit. Yeah, man. And turn it in, that turn, dream team. And man. turn it in. Turn it into. Turn it into something completely different. Change lives. So uh, where can uh, where can people check you out uh, after trying to like stay up to date on anything you're doing? Like what kind of what social medias are you on right now? Um, I fuck with Twitter, mm-hmm. but like Twitter's not my like main shit. I what? Well, yeah, it is. I fuck with Twitter. My Twitter is at uh, I'm Lee Jones. I am L E A K J O N E S and what I fuck with Instagram. My Instagram is the same thing. Okay. And my SoundCloud is also the same thing. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> or if you can't or I don't know if my SoundCloud is the same thing. It might be Lee Jones G V O. Like but it I don't, is. I think it's yeah. that. Cause I was trying to uh check it out earlier. But yo, thanks for the time, man. It was no great. Problem, it was great talking to you. That's that's a wrap.